you are going from the security of a W-2 to running your own business. People go, I want to be an agent because I'm going to make a bunch of money because my agent just made $25,000 and maybe they weren't even that great. Like that's the most common thing. Somebody wants to become an agent because they're like, oh, it's an overpaid profession. But like W-2 is very secure. Real estate's not. W-2's capped. Real estate is not. But real estate, you're your own business. So like, tell me about the, the, your whole experience. Like the, did you, like, what do you say now about your fear of leaving W-2? Yeah, I wish I had gotten my license sooner. And so I I still am the type of person that I needed to see the proof before I made the leap. Uh, and even then, even once I was ready to make the leap, knowing that I just made, I matched my, my military income in eight months as a part-time agent, I still couldn't like wrap my brain around it to like make the leap without any fear. I still had a lot of fear. And I imagine that it could be also be similar to agents that are that might feel like like they're outgrowing the brokerage and like making a leap from one brokerage to another or whatever type of leap you're thinking of making try it you know like and people say you can't be a part-time agent you know just try it you know if it's if it's a matter of leaving your w-2 or being an agent try both and try it now (laughs) like get your license now so the question is this How do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time, and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow-up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow-up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow-up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Brivity, Sync. I've looked at Boomtown, like Real Geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown. I've used LineDesk. I've used Conversion. And I think Follow-Up also gives you the most integrations mm-hmm. that are simple. And it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform. Yet at the same time, it's still affordable. I do like Follow Up Boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me. Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list based, that's fine. If I want to go task based, it's fine. I think it's one of the best systems and it's very user friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow Up Boss. Purely objective. Follow Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. 
for Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Mujistegi. Hey, you guys are in for a treat today. The I should have hit record a few seconds ago, but I've been talking to Ali, the agent, for a little while about some of the fun stuff we have in common. We were sharing some cool stories, and I can't wait to dig deep into what she has uh, going on. So Ali is with uh, with the Five Pillars team, part of EXP, lives out in Tucson, Arizona. Really, really fun story. Ali, how's it going? Amazing. I woke up today. I'm healthy. My family's healthy. You cannot ask for more. How are you? Yeah. Staying grateful, right? Like I love, I love that answer, right? Of what, like what is going right today? How are you? It's like, I can walk today. We can't always do that. The, um, especially in like this world, like real estate's tougher right now for people. Like, and I think for people that got in in the last couple of years, a lot tougher. So, so we hear, hear that a lot, but if you could say, if people can stay in gratitude out there, the rest of this stuff is easy. Yeah. When did you become a real estate agent? I got licensed less than two years ago, like a year and a half ago. And I joined, you know, one team. I interviewed 12 different brokerages because that's the type of person that I am. I want to make the right choice the first time. And you'll see that in my story, like when when I get into it, but I'm, I'm, I consider myself pretty risk averse. So yeah, got realtor, got my license a year and a half ago. And right now it's February, 2023. Been doing this for, you know, a couple, almost two years. Yeah. Uh, my first year I sold 20 homes and now I'm on track to do three times that amount. Yeah. I was going to ask, so do you think you'll do 60 homes in 2023? Yes. But I'm also switching my um, business to more of like a referral agent at this time. So I'm finding it pretty easy to, to scoop up leads, which is amazing. And I, attribute that all to video, like just video, video, video. If you have any doubt about it, just try it. Like you will have results. Um, Referrals that you're passing out. We're going to get into that. You know, we talked about like, if you were on stage, what would your theme be? And and he said, I've got to read it. It says how Ali used canned emails and social media to make six figures in eight months. Right. And I think I'm hearing a little bit of that in, in what you're saying. So tell me like, let's talk about your first six months though. So like, why did you decide to become an agent? You know, what, what brought you here and like that whole process to like, cause that's a pretty, that's a fast journey that you did by getting your, your first 20 in, but like, but tell me about it. Yeah. So to talk about my first six months, I would have to back up a little bit and talk about what led to those first six months. So I spent a decade in the air force active duty and I separated as a major in October, uh, 2022. So a couple of months ago, just recently. And I don't come from a military background like whatsoever. I'm from New York City suburbs. No one from there joins the military. But I did because uh, my parents were, because college was expensive. I joined the military to pay for college. So my parents at the time had been paying for it. My, my parents are first generation uh, immigrants. And I knew, I know what a huge benefit that is to say and like how much that attributed to my success so far. And as a way of saying thank you, because I saw like their hard work of them, you know, trading in like, you know, hours for money and then their 
goal was to put me and my sister through college to like progress the family tree. Right. So the college that I went to was very expensive, uh, not in New York city. It, it was, uh, in Elon university, North Carolina. And mm-hmm. so very expensive, private, small school. And so I felt bad that my parents were working so hard. So I learned about ROTC and I joined ROTC and cause they were giving away scholarships at the, at the time, pretty much as yeah. long as you had a good GPA. So my original intent with that was just to do the four years, uh, which is the commitment that you get for the scholarship that you're given. And that four years turned into 10. And out of those 10 years, I had two deployments. I spent like almost three years out of the country. I moved eight times during those 10 years. And I traveled to a lot of countries, which was like cool and all, but I wasn't fulfilled. And around year four of me being active duty, I looked at my career projection and I was looking at the lieutenant colonels and the colonels, people that I would be replacing. And I realized that I didn't want to live my life the way they were living theirs. And but and what I mean by that is like, they spent so much time just traveling away from their family. And it, it felt like I, I felt stuck. I felt like almost, I don't want to say suffocating because that's such a strong word, but pretty close to that. And so I felt like my values, my personal values did not align with what the military had projected out for me and in the path that I saw my future going in. So at that time, I, so at that time I I kind of started thinking about, I, I wanted to leave the military, but the moment that I realized that I definitely realized, you know, I needed to leave was I had just come back from a seven month, seven month deployment in Afghanistan. And during that time, the assignments team was telling me, uh, hitting me up a lot about this one specific uh, assignment in Tucson, Arizona, which is where I am now. <laughs> so you know how that story ends. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? No, I, I was at year five and I had done my four-year commitment. My initial commitment was over. I volunteered to go to Afghanistan. And at that point I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to leave. Like I did my, my, I did my time. I volunteered for deployment. I think I'm, it's time for me to go a separate path now. But the amount of like, pressure I was getting from the assignments office and then my own personal uh, command to take on this, this next assignment. I was like, you know what? All right. I don't have anything to fall back on. So I'll do this one more assignment. And it got to the point where they were like, Hey, what can we do in order for you to take on this next assignment in Tucson, Arizona? I was like, what can you do? Well, you're asking me to talk about counterintelligence in Spanish in Southcom, South and Central America. I can't speak Spanish. So how about teaching me Spanish? (laughs) And they were like, okay, we'll send you to Monterey, California, which is where the DLI defense language institution is. And so I said, okay, great. That's a nine month program for Spanish. I'll do my nine months, California, love California. I was like, sweet. That'll be my last assignment. Then I'll separate. Then I'll go on my own path. And so two months into that nine month training, month two into it, they call me and say, okay, actually, you know what? You're ready to go to your next assignment. And I was like, whoa, we just finished the alphabet. <laughs> you know, like, like I'm, I'm not in Monterey. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Monterey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, no, I'm like, hey, if the military needs me to move, I get it. Like I signed the dotted line. I get that. So I called my next, my gaining unit in Tucson. And I was like, hey, I hear that there's a mission for me uh, that's taking me out of like the Spanish program at month two. And they said, no, there isn't. And I was like, what, what do you mean? I was like, but they were, I was tasked to go on this assignment, um, wherever it is. Can I get some more information about it? And 
they said, no, we don't even travel during this time. Like, and in fact, I spoke to the commander. Um, he was like, in fact, we don't even want you yet if you don't feel comfortable speaking Spanish because that's the whole point of the job. And I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah. I went back to the assignments team and I was like, hey, what, what's going on here? And they, I, I got some backlash for having reached out to my gaining unit. That was the moment where I realized I needed to leave. I had no autonomy over my life. Again, I get it. I signed the dotted line, but I wanted control over where I lived, when I moved, who I surrounded myself with, and my career. So um, in it, I was a special agent for uh, the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. And sounds super cool. We're secretaries of guns. By the way, my views do not represent the views of the DOD. (laughs) (laughs) And this is not like a bashing the military thing. I know I was, you know, what I was getting into when I signed. But I just realized that I needed so much more control over my life. And I wasn't happy uh, with where my life was going. At that moment, I knew my best decision that I could make for myself was to invest as much as I could and pretty much build up like FU money. And I don't want to like call it like FU because it sounds like pretty harsh. But at that point, I started investing in real estate and maxing out my TSP, which is a civilian version of the 401k. And just getting myself financially ready for when the next opportunity would present itself. So at the time, I was making pretty good income. You know, I separated as a major. And so my income was $107,000. So when did you buy your first deal? I purchased in 2016. It was a condo in Colorado Springs. Okay. So you're you're in this process and you're like, you're buying houses. But I guess that, but that was, so you bought that even before you had kind of gotten transferred, but then... A couple of year, a few years ago, is when you were like, "I'm going to start investing more, like buying more properties." You start skate, like the volume turning up. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So I was uh, a brand new captain when I purchased my first rental property. So I was four years in into the military, yeah. and then because we have the VA loan, like it's a no brainer, you know. Yeah. So I purchased that, and then I deployed to Afghanistan. And so because I'm uh, like immediately deployed, I rented it out, and I was like, "Hey, this thing is." pretty nice. Someone else was paying down my mortgage. So then I got back and I immediately left to, to California where I, I wasn't going to purchase there. But since then I purchased uh, four properties while I was active duty and I plan on continuing to purchase more. Um, cool. So yeah, you were, and sorry, and I interrupted you. So you got to the point where you're like, all right, this, I don't want to stay in here, but I'm not just going to quit tomorrow. Or you had some time left, even on your contract. You're like, I just want to make myself have more options. Essentially you want to create more options. Like, so you're going to start investing and did you just get excited about real estate because the first house you bought turned into a rental when you went to Afghanistan and it worked? I hear a lot of uh, a lot of military people. They, you know, a place where I heavily invest in is is at uh, is at Fort Hood near Austin, which is just so many military people. Where people will move here, they'll buy houses, they'll they'll fly, they'll leave, and they'll rent them when they leave. And if they don't rent, then they sell them, right? And yeah. so the so is that like did you just love the experience so much or were there other things that you were going through that you were like looking more into investing? Yeah, no, that was it. I mean, I came across, you know, bigger pockets and like all all the investing forums and that I couldn't get enough of it. I was I went all in because it was my escape. You know, that was I was planning my my exit plan. So I needed to like intake as much information as I could in order to best prepare myself to leave the military because I was not going to leave without a plan, without a secure, solid plan. That's just the person that I am. Again, risk averse. Yeah. So uh, yeah, at that point in my career field, I was 10 years in when I separated. I would have had another 10 to retire and then get you know, 
passive income, retirement pay. Yeah. Yeah. And and all the benefits. But out of the 10 years that were remaining, my deployments were no longer going to be six, seven months. They were going to be a year long at a time. And I would have had around three more deployments. So three years out of the next 10 in order for me to then make a paycheck, 50% of what I was making active duty to me, that wasn't worth it. So like, especially now that I'm in my prime, I don't want to enjoy life when I'm freaking 50, 60, not saying that that's old, but I want to enjoy life now. Um, and with that means control. So my mental health had taken a toll. I was depressed. I had anxiety. I was put on meds. It was like not a good time in my life. Not getting choked up, I promise. (laughs) And, um, but yeah, so at that time I was like, okay, I'm making $107,000 active duty. I just need to replace that. You know, like, what can I do? I know I want to leave, but what am I going toward? So my wife had been the one telling me, Hey, how about you get your real estate license? And at the time I was like, you know what? No, I don't, I'm not like the cutesy type person that like looks at kitchens and like, I don't really like architecture. Honestly, like homes are like, whatever to me, it's black and white numbers. Like, Hey, do the numbers work? Awesome. That excites me. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Mujasegi with a quick commercial break from our newest sponsor. Now listen to this. Are you looking to take your real estate business to the next level? Introducing the copy and paste formula to implement and monetize your VIP club. This is the only course that provides a step-by-step roadmap to turn your clients into lifetime referral partners while creating an additional revenue stream and attracting and retaining agents all in one. This comprehensive program teaches you the tools and techniques you need to add value propositions, monetize your VIP club, manage and operate your VIP club with ease, and brand yourself as the mayor of your market. With detailed checklists, processes, and systems for every department of your operations, you'll have everything you need to successfully implement and monetize your VIP club. You'll learn how to easily monetize your VIP club, attract and retain agents, host highly converting client events, add unique value propositions to your business, monetize your lifetime home support model, create additional revenue streams. The lifetime value of a client is priceless, and this course will show you how to retain your clients for life and turn them into referral machines. You'll learn how to add transaction fees and lay the groundwork for an additional six-figure revenue stream, all while growing your market share. With all-inclusive marketing templates, scripts, and checklists, you'll be able to implement and monetize your VIP club with ease. Don't miss this opportunity to take your real estate business to the next level. Sign up for the copy and paste formula to implement and monetize your VIP club today. Go to www.startyourvipclub.com. Until March 15th, you've got this special code. Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you'll save $200 with the promo code RERSVIP. Again, go to startyourvipclub.com for March 15th. Use the code RERSVIP to save 200 bucks. And if you want to learn more about this program, go back and listen to episode 1119, where Amy Stockberger tells me all about it. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. So I had a different opinion as to what being a realtor was, but as I was doing more research and digging into more podcasts like yours, I realized, wait, this is a whole ass business. Like you're an entrepreneur. It's not just opening doors. Like yep. what? So yeah, you run your own business. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was so ignorant to it because I never really considered it. But once I, once that clicked in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. But again, risk averse, I tried it while I was still active duty. So you have to sign a form, make sure that, you know, the military is good with you doing, you know, getting income from a a different source. Uh, So did that. And for a year, over a year, I was a part-time agent. Uh, So full-time active duty, part-time realtor. And that's when with two goals, my goal was one, like, can I match my income? Just match it. I make $107,000 in active duty. Can I match that? 
being a realtor or at least come close. And then number two is obviously, do I like it? You know, is it worth enough for me to leave the military? And check and check. I mean, I got $107,000 in my first eight months as a part-time agent. And so that checks number one. And number two, I liked it. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'm leaving the military for sure. I'm doing, I'm going all in on this. It, it's so funny. The, um, the way your personality is, and you've talked about it a few different times of like, just being that risk averse, like your decision-making you're like, you don't make uh quick decisions or you don't make irrational decisions. Like you measure everything. Like you're the one that does the pros and cons list. Like what's the pros, what's the cons? Yes. Like the idea of going like, no, I need to make 107,000. And once I can, well, then I can leave. And, and part of me is thinking like most people when they get to 70 or 80 would be like, cool, I know that I'm going to get to 107. So I'm leaving. But it sounded like you were like waiting until you actually got there. You're like, cool. Yeah, no, I did it. I hit that 107. Like you interviewed, you know, all those teams along the way to be able to do it. But then you were off to the races. So you're, you're off to the races. And one of the things you talked about, so how did you get those first leads? Like, so, cause you're right now you're working in the military full time. You're an agent part time. How did you get leads? Was it on the buyer side? Was it on the seller side? And what did that look like? Yeah, I started telling everyone I knew and my sphere is and was all military. So I was telling everyone I know, hey, if you need a realtor, let me connect you to one because I know you're PCSing. I know you're PCSing. I mean, think about if you're in the military. PCS, by the way, means just permanent change of station. You're moving. Um, yep. If you're in the military, like... Think about how many people you know every single PCS season. And by the way, it's always PCS season, like winter or summer. It's either winter or summer, aka the whole year. Um, Think about how many people you know every year that's moving. And you can capitalize on that and provide your friends a service as far as connecting them to a good realtor, like one that they will actually like and trust. So I was telling everyone I knew before I even got licensed, hey, this is what I'm going to do. You know, like the stepping stones for me to start getting business. And then once I became actually licensed, I told even more people. And at that point, I made it more official by making a lot more videos. And now my business, so it went from going from tapping into my entire sphere and different like networks on base uh, to making videos. And now people are finding me on TikTok and Instagram and uh, that network has, you know, since then expanded. Yeah. We have, we have hundreds of tenants in Fort Hood that are military tenants and we've tried to figure out when PCS season is, but it's like, but there is, yeah, there's just at the most random time, like it comes in waves. Like we'll get a bunch of emails the same day from people saying like, Hey, I'm PCSing. Hey, I'm moving. And so I'm moving out next month or next week or whenever, because uh, the other thing about that, you know, as far as like landlords concerned, when you're renting to military, it's the, they have a hundred percent right to kind of break their lease whenever they want. At that point, as long as it's legit, they send over the paperwork says, Hey, I'm PCSing. They can leave today. They can leave next month. They can leave in three months. And it's at least in Texas uh, where we are, you know, it's a, the, so the uh, military get the extra rights with that. Yeah. We, but it's a good, I've never heard anybody talk about that of just knowing like, yes, people are moving all the time. And it's a lot of times when they're, when they're telling us like, Hey, we're PCSing and leaving, we leave it at that. Right. Like that's all we know. Like, okay, cool. And I hadn't ever thought about somebody saying, where are you moving to? Do you want to buy a house when you're there? Do you need an agent when you're going there? So I think you had talked about early on, like you've now become this kind of referral agent where you're making money without actually doing that transaction. So is that the biggest part of that referral? Like when people are moving, it's just making sure everybody knows like, 
hey, we're going to move to a new town. If you want to sell your house, if you want, if you want to buy a house there, let me, let me introduce you to a good agent. Yeah. And if I don't have a good agent there, I won't introduce them. Like I am like a person of my word. I want to make sure that I actually know that that agent that I'm referring them to is solid, you know, knows about the How market. How do you find agents in all the different places? The five pillars team has a really good setup. <laughs> we, and then okay. also within EXP, they have like a similar Facebook type thing. Um, I just searched that's uh, city and the word icon icon means that they're doing they cap and they do another 20 transactions. They alone, not their team, not their whole brokerage. Like they themselves are doing 30, 40, 50 transactions every year. They're good. Yeah. yeah. And you know, they're successful. You know, they're in that area because it happens with, it happens with me on Instagram. It happens with me on the podcast. People reach out and they say, Hey, do you know an agent in this area? Right. And the, and we, and part of me is like, there's no easy way to research, to search back through and go like, I can't filter my Instagram list. But I'm like, yes, I actually know people from there and I know why. And I follow them. It's just so funny. Cause you don't always put to, you don't always put cities together. So you talked about like growing video and how, and how well video works. And you really talked about how, you know, that's how you hit that six figures so quick, but let's give somebody some tips and some ideas. Cause the, cause there are a lot of agents that know video works because people like you tell them that, but it's hard. I, so some challenges of social media, being able to like be consistent, right? Like you've got three ideas, you record the three videos, you post them, you don't get the amount of, tra- of traffic that you like. And so you quit. Like that's a real common thing on any sort of social media. I did two or three videos. Nobody liked them. Only like four people watched them. I'm out. Um, or I loved it. People loved it. But after a week I ran out of some ideas. So what's some advice you would give some people on like maybe some types of videos they could do or ways they could find content for videos or like, you know, when, when to give up or when to never give up. Yeah. With, with videos answering that last question first, uh, I would say never give up. Like video is the way to go. Consumers. I think it's like what 85% of consumers are getting their information from video. Nobody wants to read anymore. So, uh, carousels actually are still, I guess, making a comeback and they're still working, but make a TikTok and, uh, like make an Instagram in case you don't already have one. And I would suggest also combining the personal with the business. Like don't make a separate business one, especially if you're not the social media type of person, because then you're never going to follow up with it. You're never going to add to it and it's going to look dead. Uh, so make videos of literally, literally anything. I mean, I can give you a list of videos to make that's separate from like what I added to the toolbox. Um, but yeah, yeah I can, I can get, make like any single topic. Um, look at someone that is successful and just like rip off and duplicate. There's, there's no shortage as far as like what topic to make. For example, uh, in my world, the VA loan, that's uh, my meat and potatoes client is VA lo- uh, military buyers and sellers. So the funding fee changed, have that as like your back, your green screen. And cause that's like, that's trending now is doing a lot more green screen in the back on Instagram reels and TikTok, and just talk about how the, the VA funding decreased. So now it's better Military members save money now, as opposed to well, starting April 2023, um, as opposed to you know months before that. Any news, any home buying tips, any stories that you have? Because uh, I can, I have some stories for days. One of my first clients purchased a home, and then the big company that they purchased it from didn't realize that the home had sold, and their security team busted into their house while they were living there. They're military members. Like, imagine if they had their guns; they didn't have any for any furniture yet. But had they had their guns, it could have been really, really bad. Uh, stuff like that, you know. I mean, not not to like 
not to discredit any brokerage, but people relate to stories. So just tell them your story. Hey, I'm going out to coffee right now and I'm going to meet with the buyer. Cool. That shows that you're actively working. You know, you're being personable. Yeah. So, yeah. Get, so getting the videos out there, just pushing them out there. I like the, the green screen, the TikTok has made, or Instagram has made the green screen so easy now to be able to, like, I love finding the newspaper article, but so many of the listeners love hearing as me talk about the news, like what's in the news and then me telling them what I think it really means yeah. know, as we look at it. And the, and, and all of your clients out there, anybody interested in buying a house is doing the same thing. They're reading the news and they're seeing the article that says market falling or bad time to buy or good time to buy or interest rates change. And as agents, when you guys take that news, especially like the bad news and like if you know like, hey, this is just a scary headline or it's inaccurate, like it does two things. Like one, it's the clickbait. Like it works as clickbait. So when they see it behind you, people are going to listen. Hey, I want to hear talk about this. And then two, if you get to like take that clickbait and go, hey, this was clickbait. This isn't really what's going on. Now you get to show yourself as an authority. So two, like, okay, now I trust this person because they're they're not doing all that. But then they you know maybe feel better about the market or about their choices or your spin uh, when you get to look at that. So the and then you said so for the toolbox. So we've got for people that are listeners, like for if you go sign up for the toolbox realestaterockstarsnetwork.com, uh, you can go get a, like part of the toolbox of anybody that's been interviewed on the show. We'll put some of the toolbox they have in there. Allie, tell me about that because I think you just meant, you mentioned that you have a, a list of videos or something in there, right? Actually, it's a, a canned emails. So for my buyer side, what helped me be able to scale, especially while I was still active duty Air Force working with buyers and sellers, is having a canned you know Outlook template, buyer emails one through six, taking them through the entire transaction. So I provided that for the team and in each template has multiple attachments. So if the client is like the reader type, the analyzer type, not everybody is, and that's okay. Um, but if they are, you have that covered where they can teach themselves. I'm not saying that the level of service like goes down, but you're providing them with information that they're hopefully, you know, not getting from any other realtor. You know, you're providing all the information up front and you give them, you know, like what you just covered, what steps you're under, you're, you're in right now and what their homework is. I assign all my clients homework, like, cause you're in it as much as I am. And, uh, so this is your next steps. Email number two, this is where we are. This is what we just did. These are your next steps. Three, four, five, all the way up until the review. Very cool. So the, and, and you're doing that right when you're right, when you meet them, like, but like right when they become clients or right after they make an offer. Right after we have our first initial zoom call. So after the zoom call, which, because all you've my, good. I was just saying, so after the Zoom call, you've got your six emails, and then they're going to get the first one, and it's starting that relationship. You're teaching them, you're providing info, and you give, there's a lot of stuff if they want to go really deep, or they can get some of it. So you've, so you've shared that with everybody. So the, you know, one of the things that we're going to be doing, um, I don't know if this is going to come live before our mastermind or not. But the, but one of the breakouts that we're doing, um, yeah, that we're doing in March is there's going to be a breakout room where people are going to set up their CRM for the first time. So like some guests that have never set up a CRM at all. And, and there's a lot of people coming that have never set one up. You know, people have done hundreds of deals and they're like, I don't have a CRM. And they like, they call me and they text me and they're like, don't tell anyone. Um, but I said, what we're going to do is like one of the, one of the breakout sessions for an hour or two there'll be people in a room that'll be like setting up their, their thing for the first time. And those, that would be a great toolbox item for me to make sure that everybody has the, at the conference, because it's like, those are the sorts of things like 
getting your first six emails ready as they go out, you know, on the client side or, you know, after the follow-up for like somebody that like hasn't even become a, a quick client yet, but they just wanted to they like go to a meetup or things like that. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui. Thank you for letting me interrupt for a second. I've got something really, really important to talk about. You know how last year we kept talking about that mastermind. What is the mastermind? What are we talking about with that mastermind? Last May, there were like 60 or 70 people of you listeners that had never met, flew out to Austin, Texas. We all hung out at this awesome event center and we spent a couple days with some great guest speakers talking about skills and strategies to succeed in real estate. And then we had these mastermind tables where everyone rotated, everyone got to meet everybody, everyone got to provide value. Some of the agents there had only done one or two deals ever. Some of the agents there had done hundreds of deals and they all got to interact and help each other build their business and build their strategies. And I've heard so many stories of friendships that came from that, of referrals that have come from that. There were six or seven people at that one that heard me talk about doing an Ironman and we all did an Ironman together in in North Carolina last month and we had never even met before the podcast live. So the it was, it's, it's been such, such a cool experience. The I would love it for you guys to come. Today's March 6th through 8th. Sign ups right now. Go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind. We also have a room block set up. It's three days, downtown Austin. Great, really cool hotel, really cool uh, convention center that we're going to be hosting it. And we're going to get a chance to, I can't wait to meet you guys. I can't wait for you to meet other listeners. I can't wait for you to develop these new interactions. And really what we're teaching, yeah, last year it was like, how do you make a business better? But the market was just starting to turn. And I was trying to give some people some advice of what to do when it, when it was happening. Now it has turned. And this time we're going to be talking so much about how to pivot and what to do next. So uh, again, I hope you signed up for the mastermind. Sorry for such the long advertisement, but I can't wait to meet you. Ibendigital.com forward slash mastermind. Do you do any, so right now you're doing a lot of video, bringing people in, you're sharing it on social. And then are people just, is it essentially people reaching out to you and saying, Hey, Ali, I'm, I'm interested in learning more about this process. Do you have like any events or, or things like that where you're, you're kind of, like, is your top of funnel just social media right now? Or, or do you have something else you're doing to like bring in, you know, uh, low leads? Yeah, it is totally just social media. And it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing. And so the, so, and so that starts, somebody reaches out and they say, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in buying a house in this area. And if it's yours, so then you qualify them. You set up your first Zoom call, um, and then you're off to the races. And so now you'll do 60 deals this year at a time when there's a third or fourth the amount of transactions that was going on. So you became an agent in 2022, right? 20, Beginning of, late or 2021. Or was it 2021? End of 21? Mm-hmm. All right. So end of 2021, you became an agent. Market's on fire. You know, r- rates are low. Price are going through the roof. Four or five months later, uh, rates start going up. Market's still on fire, but people are just starting to feel the changes. And by the end of last year, most markets, it slowed down quite a bit. Yeah. What, what's happened in Tucson? Has it, what, you know, what, how does it compare? Yeah. Tucson is definitely cooling down. So um, I represented kind of equally the amount of buyers and sellers. So I have like perspective on both ends. Uh, there are no longer 10 off or 10 plus offers on a listing. And now we're down to like one or two if they're priced appropriately. Uh, days on market are now between 20 and 40, depending on which area and which, you know, years and all that. So it's still a seller's market. It is definitely swinging, you know, toward being a buyer's market. Uh, the 
lists to price or the price to sale is like 98% overall in Tucson. So people are getting their people, buyers are getting offers accepted and buying properties under the list price and getting a lot of uh, seller concessions. Like the last one that my last uh, client that just closed $18,000 in seller concessions, $18,000 in equity. And she purchased the home bringing $12 and 34 cents to the table. Yeah. We, it was to the point where we were talking to the lender, what are we going to do with all this extra seller concession? Cause the listing didn't want to, the seller, the sellers didn't want to, you know, come down in price or anything like that. So, right. um, yeah, that, like what a good problem to have. I'm like, Hey, we can pay off your car. We can pay off your, you know, any other credit that or bills that come that show on your credit. Like what, a, what a good, perfect time for buyers, I think. But of course, all buyers are seeing are high interest rates and they're scared. Yeah. When the, I mean, I remember in 2009, 2010, there were times when the credits couldn't be used all the way, right? People weren't finding, finding ways to use it. And it was a similar sort of market where sellers were like, Hey, whatever it takes to net this thing. And people started to learn it was better to pay more and get the credit so you could buy down rates. And so you could essentially have your least amount out of pocket, yeah. right? A buyer, um, you know, a, a buyer that was going to buy an FHA buyer was going to buy a house a year ago. If they didn't take credits, they were going to be bringing a lot of money to the table. Right. And the, and now they're going to bring, now they're going to bring, you know, 10, 10,000, 20,000 less to the table every time if they're an yeah. FHA buyer, just by, by having that be a seller credit. You know, you talked about like one of the things you went through in your process was like the fear of leaving the W2. Right. And you were very practical in your approach to that. In hindsight now, like what would you tell people that are have, cause I mean, I have so many great friends that worked the W-2 and became an agent. And then they eventually made this shift. And part of the struggle was they were like, well, I was making good money. And so it helped me buy new investment properties or, you know, I, or I got nervous or would it really work? Because you are going from the security of a W-2 to running your own business. People go, I want to be an agent because I'm going to make a bunch of money because my agent just made $25,000 and maybe they weren't even that great. Like that's the most common thing. Somebody wants to become an agent because they're like, oh, it's an overpaid profession. <laughs> um, but like W2 is very secure. Real estate's not W2 is capped. Real estate is not, but real estate, you're your own business. So like, tell me about the, the, your whole experience. Like the, did you like, what do you say now about your fear of leaving W2? Yeah, I wish I had gotten my license sooner. And so I, I still am the type of person that I needed to see the proof before I made the leap. Uh, and even then, even once I was ready to make the leap, knowing that I just made, I matched my, my military income in eight months as a part-time agent, I still couldn't like wrap my brain around it to like make the leap without any fear. I still had a lot of fear. And I imagine that it could be also be similar to agents that are, that might feel like, like they're outgrowing the brokerage and like making a leap from one brokerage to another or whatever type of leap you're thinking of making try it, you know, like, and people say you can't be a part-time agent, you know, just try it. You know, if it's, if it's a matter of leaving your W2 or being an agent, try both and try it now, <laughs> like get your mm -hmm. license now. Yeah. Yeah. Try both and try it now. Like there's, it, it's essentially like, no. And some people are like, no, you got to go in, you got to go in all the way to, to really get the most out of it. And in one sense, yes, if you're doing two jobs at the same time, you're not going to do you're you're, you know, you're not gonna be able to give real estate as much time as you could. 
but it'll help you sample if you're good at it, if you like it, if you like making the phone calls, if you like interacting with people. Um, sometimes it, it's, it's a lot of fun and sometimes it's not. And so getting to see, you know, each part of that. So the, so I, so I love what you've done to like generate your business now. And you said most of your stuff is referral now. So the, so you, so you still will represent agent, you know, you'll still represent buyers and sellers if you're in Tucson and you're doing deals there personally. Yes. And what would you say the percentage of your referrals compared to the deals that you're doing where somebody's, where you're introducing them to another agent to where the ones you're doing yourself? Yes. So I have these numbers, uh, from 2022, the, Oh, I don't have the percentage. I just have the time per buyer time per seller and time invested per uh, referral. <laughs> Cause I yeah. wanted to break down my hourly cost, like how much, how much it, is it worth? However, my time? Tell me, tell, whatever you've got analyzed, tell me, tell me about it. Yeah. Okay. So 2022 numbers, I made about, uh, 20, K in in referrals, 50 for buyers and 40 for sellers. And the amount of hours, average hours that I spent per buyer, 36, 31 hours per seller and nine hours per referral. And which like roughly equates to uh, it being $242 an hour for me to work with buyers, 314 for me to work with sellers and 260 for referrals. So in between the buyer and seller, so I was like, you know what? That was easy. I'm going to double down on that. Uh, yeah. So that's where I'm like putting a lot of my my effort in. And just by me like posting about stuff like this, not I don't really like talk about my income too much. Uh, like I, I just wanted to, you know, my income, active duty, that's public information. Cool. Um, but posting about my journey has attracted other agents that like want to do the same thing or like want to know the, the calculators that I use or whatever it is. Uh, so, I mean, since then I've like grown the team 23 agents in the last like year and a half. And so yeah. they're doing the same thing in, for their own business. And it's so awesome. Um, I forget your original question. <laughs> no, that's so cool that you've grown the team so much. Well, no, it, it's really, it's digging into some more of, the, of those referrals because it's really impressive because, you know, it seemed like for me, when you first get out of the military, the referral base is for military people. But like, but now you're getting people through, oh man, I was about to sneeze there. Now you're getting <laughs> yes. through other ways. Like the, so, so, and, but is that just through, and is it mostly people in Tucson throughout your military network or is it people finding you on social from all over the U S that are saying, do you know anyone over here? Yeah. For the referrals, it's people finding me on social media and saying, Hey, I have a friend or I am moving to Virginia, wherever it is. Do you have a good realtor you recommend? That's amazing. And so there's got to be a lot. So I'm going to go check out more of your, your social media because there's got to be a lot of stuff in there where you're kind of challenging people for that. Like, hey, I can help you anywhere. Like, yeah. Hey, like you're, you're showing them that you're an authority, you're sharing info, and you're, and you're making sure that people know, like, even though I live in Tucson, wherever you're going, however you're telling them the message, you're telling them wherever you're going, I can help you for them to be reaching out for something yeah. else. Yeah, I make probably a video a quarter on on that because from the public's eye, no one really knows, or at least I didn't know what referral-based business meant, you know, and people have it in their signature block. Oh, my business runs on referrals. What the fuck does that mean? You know, like how yeah. can that client help you with your business that you're asking for in the signature block, you know, the last line. So I make videos saying, hey, I will connect you. If you know someone moving to Montana, Alaska, um, I can connect you to a good agent there if I know of one. Again, I'm not going to like just pick one out of the blue if, if I don't trust them already. So that's when they're like, oh, yeah, I'm making that video once a quarter. It reminds people and it hits people, different people 
at different times. They're like, oh, I didn't have one now, but now I do have a need. Can you connect my friend to someone moving in Maryland? Yes, I can. I like it. So the so this has been a great call. It's been a great talk. It's been fun getting to know you. I can't wait to get to meet you in person here in a couple of weeks too. I know you're going to be able to add so much value to some of the other people that are that are coming to hang out in Austin. Like any final thoughts just about about anything about your story about life that the I mean, there's a lot of people that are listening to this. Like, so what else should people know about you or about life or about real estate? Yeah. I have a lot of, of final thoughts, but I'll ne- I'll keep it concise. Don't worry. <laughs> um, the, the, we, you, you can do them all. Like this, this is your time. You do your final thoughts. <laughs> so I, I realized when I was in the military, uh, again, like not, not to bash it, just my own personal opinion is I was only growing to up to my, like my own bottleneck. And like, as I was becoming a realtor and in the business that I'm in now, you can only grow up to the level of what your peers or your environment is doing. So by changing your environment and getting into a community and like a community that will teach you how to grow even more, you can grow up to their bottleneck, you know, which is likely a lot higher than yours, especially if you are starting out or if you're a realtor already in a brokerage that you have since then outgrown. And I don't mean this as a pitch at all. Like I, <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to do, but I'd like, just think about your environment because similar to like the go abundance uh, mentality of like, how do you become a millionaire? Surround yourself by millionaires. So yep. no matter whether, whether you're in a W2 or whatever job you're doing, if you're surrounded by people that you're not learning from all the time and they're not like, you you can't just copy and paste what they're doing to take your actions and your like output into a higher level, then it might be time to reevaluate and like get into a, a group that will, because there are groups of like badass people, no matter what career field you're in, that will help your business take you, you know, to the next level. So there there's that. That's like my overall. Um, I also have a lot of like tips on CRM stuff, which, which we've learned. So um, if you need a second, you know, person to help out with a CRM class, I'm more than happy to do that. I, I love formulas and it, like a CRM is just a formula, like with each person, write up all the notes, like copy and paste the same script to everyone adds. I usually add six, six taskers to each one that'll pop up be like, Hey, a life update, a pushing a side hustle set up, set up to meet. Uh, and I just learned this from uh, someone in our team, Ruben Garcia, uh, ask for business, ask for talent. And that's put, put each one on like rotation. And that way it pops up and reminds you. And every single day, you're not thinking about what to do today. You know exactly what to do and you just do it. And your business, yeah. your business will skyrocket. I love it. Yeah. CRMs. It's like a, people think that so much of business is like, um, no, I can't have somebody help me do this or I can't put it in a CRM because everything is customized. But the reality is everything that we do, so much of what we do, it's like a, it's like a decision. Whether I drive to you know, the office this way or that way, there's like something that's creating that decision. Or whether I'm sending this email or that email, there's something that's creating my decision. And you start to realize it's not as, um, it's just a lot easier to systematize things and like be, then be able to put the, you know, the, take, 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 the, take the system, take the analysis, and then be able to put it as a formula, as a spreadsheet, as an equation, and make it all work. The Ali, I really like your kind of one of your final thoughts about um, about who you are, who you hang out with, right? Like you are like if you want to if you want to live live a better life, 
then you start hanging out with people that are living a better life. That was absolutely life changing for me when I, when I learned it in like 2017, you know, it's, it's 2016, 2017 when I joined GoBundance, that was my first mastermind. At the time there was like 50 people in it. Now there's a thousand or something crazy. But for me, it was the first time going like, Oh yeah, I had no idea how limited I was by my friends and by the people I was hanging out with. And it doesn't mean anything bad about the environments that you guys are in. But as you guys get to like up your game, like part of the team that you're with, like with the, with the five pillars team, you know, I know, I know a lot of people as part of that team. And I know as a result, the different conversations you guys are having and where you're going and the trips you guys are going on and the goals that you guys have just by you getting to tell me that I automatically knew some things about you. And so people, wherever you are out there, like you want to be hanging out with people and like forming this relationship that could again, raise that bottleneck to where you can learn from someone else's mistakes or work together for these sorts of things. Because then, um, because, because also people know you by who you associate with too, as you get yeah. to, to kind of take off. But Ali, people are going to want to talk to you about all sorts of different things. Uh, I'm sure today, what's the best way that they can come and find you? Yeah, the best way is Instagram, uh, Ali the agent with underscores in between. And I don't know if you're watching this on YouTube, but if you are, you can just copy and paste that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Otherwise, Ali is spelled A-L-I, uh, not any other way. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's, that's the best A-L-I, way. I'm on- the agent at Instagram. I think you and I already chat and, and follow each other on there. That was the first thing I saw when the video popped up. I love the background that you have set up there. I love like your environment for your videos. It makes me want to get a special customized sign like you have back there. That looks totally awesome. Well, Ali, thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you for like you know, staying in touch and thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, I'm excited to meet you in person in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll see you soon. I'm excited for that too. Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. All right, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also, we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there so go give us a review also be sure to go to hybendigital.com if you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients and we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.